0: Let's get to it. Oh, boy. All right. righty. Are you ding, ready? Ding, 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 ding.
1: Like, this is, yeah, I feel like we need sound effects. We need, like, we're getting to the main event. Well, well, we give some context
0: event. to the audience of why you're so excited to talk about this. Okay, okay. So, as
1: our, like, reoccurring audiences and listeners would know, for the past two months, which is crazy, Janie, that, you know, this discussion series has been going on for two months, but we've been, you know, essentially talking about following, breaking down, Uh, season two of the boys every episode of ours for this season Uh, so eight episodes if you guys haven't checked out um, any of our episodes if you're watching the boys uh, would highly recommend you know as just a little follow-up as a little uh, debrief as a little post-mortem as a little post-episode discussion you can you know join the boys join the fellas the morons uh, while we talk shit and and talk shit about movies um, but yeah, anyways We've been really religiously I would, you know, close to religiously Following the show and, and just going back and forth on it um, You know, it's it's One of the shows I've been most engaged with Like in a really long time I don't know about you, but maybe it's just You know, this aspect of the show Because like we're constantly talking about it And really into it on that level um, But like, yeah, I don't know If you felt the same way, but I was really into This season of the show, you know yeah so was i of the, of the um, boys i don't know if i said it i don't know if i said the title yeah, yeah. we're talking the, the about the boys, boys season, season two, two. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. could have gone an hour and a half in and you still wouldn't know what we're talking about yeah we've made that mistake before so i'll just say it outright spoilers for the boys season two up ahead full season let's go so
0: um i'm gonna start with with myself okay wait, wait. Here, real, real quick question yeah, before yeah.
1: we get into the show I want to ask you, because this is the first question I asked in our first episode, like, discussion of this season. Okay? So I had asked you, what do you think about the release structure of this season compared to prior, like, season one or just, you know, the normal format of how streaming shows are being released? Which is on the binge, uh, on the binge, on, like, a full release bingeable way where you can watch the entire season in a day if you wanted Right, so that's how season one came out. Season two said, "Fuck that, let's go on a weekly release schedule," uh, and they they released one episode every Friday after the first three episodes came out. Um, how did you feel about that? Like after this season had gone through, after watching the entire thing, and now that we know everything has happened, what were your thoughts on this release structure? Who
0: okay, for for a show like The Boys. I quite enjoyed it, especially because you know we both are quite into it. It's our, um, it was our most anticipated TV show this year. I bet, I think for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, it was it was up there, and it might have surpassed it. You know, for me personally. Yeah. yeah. So when you have someone like you per se to 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 sort of like decompress and talk about every week after each episode, um, it definitely heightened the experience. Um, in terms of binge, I think I like, it's, it's all up to preference. Really. If I'm watching a show alone, I'd rather binge it. If Mm. I'm watching a show as a means to like, sort of go week to week and talk to somebody about it. I I much prefer that because it's a lot easier to be at the the same level. Like, I Mm. I I I don't, I don't, I can't name specific examples, but there's definitely times where like a show comes out and i can't talk about it with someone because i've watched more than they have
1: right when cuz they're all caught up yeah, yeah. i think that's bingeable like the binging nature brings that on level playing ground
0: so i actually for bigger shows i prefer this weekly release format whereas for something like blind manor where it's like a limited series that's more of that that it that feels like it was designed for to be binged to be binged whereas the boys yeah did feel designed to be released weekly which it was yeah so um i i think there is no like clear cut that's interesting. answer yeah yeah um i think it just it doesn't depends feel on the that clear
1: cut yeah it feels like it you're right if to me too it feels like it's like a by design thing where it can work really well if it's you know designed to be binged all at once it can play out like you know like a movie entirely and you get the full experience of digesting eight nine hours of character and story, or with, like to me the boys felt really like event like like I looked forward every Friday to the next episode. The show had me engaged early um, and wanting to follow the characters and how the story progressed, and it made it feel more like an event, right? Um, kind of like akin to shows like really like great shows from the past like The Walking Dead or Breaking Bad or uh game of thrones you know rather than shows like friends where i think or the office which benefits from the binging aspect you can just get through like a season a day or whatever a show like this really though i think in in a in a reflecting way like it will still be good to binge but having the the lack of information about what's going on in the next episode like having that you know little pause moment where you can't you're not allowed to instinctively click next episode and get your satisfaction get your answers immediately satisfied there was something about that that left like a thirst in your mouth you know
0: yeah for For next week yeah so I think that benefited or that enhanced the experience to a degree yeah
1: it played really well for this show for this season for the show
0: but um it kind of (sighs) Let me let me preface this by saying, did I enjoy season two? Yes, okay. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'll it. say yes too. I I'll enjoyed it heck'd. quite a bit.
1: Yeah, heck yeah.
0: Was I disappointed by the last episode? Oh yes. Oh yes, I How was. How could you?
1: How could you, Cheney?
0: Um, I didn't think it was no, I'm bad, kidding, but yeah, what? Yeah. I was just confused. Okay um so yeah real quick spoilers for the finale season finale year and like this whole meta feeling yeah we're i'm gonna go to spoilers this whole meta get
1: get into it meta
0: feeling like after time of the last scene yeah after no not like just the last episode the way everything wraps up okay right everything gets a nice little bow on it right which is fair enough that's good usually but in in the case here it um it felt as though the writers wrote themselves into a corner in season one and then season two was just used to get themselves out of that corner and do a reset Hmm. in what way well think about what we're left with at the end of season two
1: yeah okay i can see what you mean by a bit it's a a full it's a full reset it feels like isn't that interesting though isn't that we're not we're on unfamiliar territory going into season three we have a lot to look forward to where's the story
0: going to go from here yes and no at least
1: that's how i that's how i feel and i I know know, i I shouldn't like
0: the status quo has shifted as they say yeah i know i shouldn't like bring in this meta-analysis but it it just it felt like the writers didn't know what to do so they kind of just reset everything to back to to square one Uh, not necessarily complete square one um in terms of like um actual character development season two i thought season two was very strong um i guess i'm just more or less um disappointed by the direction that season three is going to be going in it seems and the overall plot of season two um but again like i'm only hard on this show because i love it so much um yeah. i still very much enjoyed season two i'm probably gonna yeah. rewatch the whole series again this year at some time so um i don't know i i, I but i need to be honest um i have high expectations for the show um i want the show to be really good and when i'm worried about the quality then you know i feel as though i need to say that but um maybe we should um sort of move on onto onto more specifics and maybe i can go into a little more detail by what felt weird in this episode sure and the season as a whole and um what i really liked
1: sure yeah good idea cuz yeah
0: that's interesting cuz i have a very uh, differing,
1: like almost opposite from you reaction about like the direction of this season where it's going, my expectations and all that. So yeah, we'll get into the specifics. Um, that That's really interesting though because I don't think you're wrong in the sense of uh, it it it, it kind of departs from the first season, but it's, it's a hard thing where, you know, you start off so strong as a show from a season one where it has, and like to top that, like I think season one was so close to perfect and season two is just getting there like you know it's it's almost as good as that first season maybe it's better like after a while of like watching it again it might just be better to me but that I think there's some of that where it's hard to it's hard to top it's hard to beat what they've already done which is like pretty big stuff so for, I think right from the opening right let's talk about it from there um, from, from that first scene and we get Another great opening, a smart, smart writing, smart, well done, uh, opening where there is like this propaganda PSA style kind of uh, commercialized like scene of homelander uh, in a, in like a public school teaching kids how to defend themselves from super villains or super terrorists because that would be the problem in this world it wouldn't be school shooters right it would be super terrorists. So it's it's like Homelander preparing kids to have weapons and guns and in the classroom and teachers to be armed and what to do when there's no superhero around. So, again, that that meta narrative or not narrative, that meta mechanic is like the most present in this episode, I think they they
0: weren't shying away. Do you think this will be like something they continue to do where they take some sort of real life controversial political statement and then sort of. Twist it in the the way, or t- or sort of contort it to the boys' universe. I've well, I've realized that's kind of the trope of this show. Yeah, they've been doing that quite a bit or as of late. As... The,
1: probably the biggest trope, yeah, of this season. Maybe you're just taking culturally iconographic, icon uh, iconic like cultural things, you know, whether and not iconic in a good way, but just moments that you know anybody could relate, like relate to a have seen on the news i think that's like most importantly at that point where it's like it's it's taking something that we images we must have seen before whether it's on social media twitter or or cnn or the news or whatever you know just images that have are really familiar and relevant and then giving us the satire to that by like you know almost giving like a behind the scenes of like this is what our what this is what the behind the scenes of the politics is like um and this scene is kind of obviously poking at you know the whole you know how i guess this is not a world of crisis. This is like this is really american this is an american situation where with the you know school shootings and and gun reform debates that are going on and stuff like that so this is pointed at that and satirizing and paradizing like that whole thing into like how how dumb is it that like you know we're preparing kids for these kind of situations when we're not trying to fix the situation or do something about it in in a real way? Um, it, it's it's like the opening from episode seven, right? Kind of where they got they got a uh, they got basically Fat Neil to give a day in the life of how somebody becomes a radicalized in in today's world, right? Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: I love how they use Fat Neil, by the way, from Community. I I realized that after the fact that that was Fat Neil. Yeah. But um. It's uh It's become kind of a running theme in the show, just to like, parody pretty much just these culturally iconographic, uh, media things,
0: mm-hmm. like which, media which might unfortunately age the show.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's yeah. In, I don't. That's something we'll have to see. Like in a couple of years, what to what effect does that hold over us?
0: I don't think it's going to happen in a couple years. In a couple of years. Um,
1: yeah. It's yeah. Cause it's really on the nose. Like it's really, it's really 2020, yeah. 2019, whatever. Like it's really of today's discussions, you know, which that's not a new thing in TV shows or movies, but this is really trying to make it obvious. This is hyper specific. Yeah. It's hy- hyper. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: So um, we'll, we'll see how it stands up in like 10 years time when there's completely new, controversial political things that everyone wants to talk about
1: yeah well it's right if you think about if what if in 10 years culture is a different thing entirely society works differently or whatever and you watch a show like this and you're just like what the fuck yeah like obviously you know our minds won't be wiped we'll be aware of what all the references mean but you're just you know it's interesting that this is really kind of a photograph or just like a freeze frame Uh, each episode is kind of like a freeze frame of those moments but yeah it kind of at times it could be a bit too on the nose or like kind of like not too on the nose but just like a bit
0: uh, it kind of pulls me out you know a little bit um, yeah a little bit yeah like not extremely I get what they're trying to do but um. Mm-hmm. I, yeah
1: I think like after yeah. the episode 7 like opening and then they did almost like kind of a similar thing with episode 8 it was like yeah like they just did that kind of thing yeah but so, it, wasn't, it wasn't bad. It wasn't too bad or anything like that. But yeah, you're right. It did take me a little bit out of the opening. Um, but from there, where, where did we go from there? I kind of forget.
0: Oh, Oh, oh man. I can pull it There's up There's so much stuff that it. happened in this fucking episode. Up. So much stuff that happened in this episode. I honestly forget.
1: Yeah. here Here's something I'll say. I think it was really well-paced episode for being a season finale and like building up to the explosive climax and i can't wait to talk about the climax of this episode um it's one of my favorite directed episodes of uh the series so far like in general like some really really great shots some um just visually it's on point um oh yeah so from from that opening scene we move to the kind of political nonsense of what's going on in in the world right so I forget all the politicians' names here, but uh, Mallory is one of them, and then they got the. Uh, oh. She's Senator, like, she's like it's an actual character. She's from the meant to. As well. She's actually. She's meant to be like kind of referencing like the real life politician. The New York girl. The the New York girl. Yeah. Um, We're Canadian. I don't really but I don't, follow don't American know what politics. To yeah i don't I don't know what her character's name is, but she ends up being more important actually, so she we gotta pay attention to her now. yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, so so in that scene, we see like a little bit of lobbying, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like we see little political uh negotiations uh, where essentially we're off the last episode we're getting off the the big courtroom explosion scene that happened. And the U.S. government is now going full feet, full force ahead in bringing Compound V out to normal people, and so Stormfront's plan is going like everything's going part of plan for her. Um, so like this scene, it reveals like basically all the politicians, or at least like you know people in the know, they know about this stuff already, but their hands are tied, right? Yeah, yeah. because because of their position in politics and in power and and whatever, like, this scene just, it wants to highlight the nature of the
0: politics of what's going on in the world. Yeah, exactly. They, they you know, everything's sort of, the the stakes are laid bare. Um, right, yeah. Um, of the, of what's, you know, gonna happen if, if the boys don't start taking action now. So, um, it, it just, yeah, it, again, it's, like, more um, commentary on like the political undergoings like how politicians can have their hands tied in tough situations to where they might not want to do something but like you know what choice do they have compared to to the alternative so um and that character is Victoria Newman which is uh, Victoria Newman another comics. gender bender um uh character from the comics um who's mm-hmm. Victor Newman in the comics so mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. sort of plays the same role up until the end when they take a large departure from the comics. But um, yeah, so stakes are laid bare. And then I, I believe we cut to the boys, try to, <laughs> a nice little comedic scene of them gearing up.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I like how, oh yeah, that was a good setup. where it, it's a, And this scene kind of leads into that perfectly, where this scene is a good way to establish almost like the lack of hope that we're starting off with in this episode, right? Yeah. Uh, we're starting off at a pretty low point of, like you're starting off a low, and then this whole episode is building from the lowest point to a high, high, you know, finale. Yeah, classic like narrative whatever. structure. You classic. put your like, put super your hero, classic.
0: Yeah, yeah. Put your heroes in the biggest low they have, and then right. Put the the stakes against them, but uh, when they get put into the corner, they find a way to rally and eventually become victorious. Yeah. In a so way.
1: yeah, ve- in a way, yeah. This this departs from I think the classic pretty well. But yeah, it it does want to it does want to feed you information very, uh, very. It, it, the way it feeds you information is really well paced. You you don't jump into action too quickly. We're spending a lot of time with the boys or with all the characters and seeing like, okay, what next? What is the next part of the plan or what is the next methodol- methodological step into this you know situation that they're in? So the boys are basically at at the last. Straw at their last straw at their last plan Z, right? Which is okay, so compound is going out. There's no witness now, no politician on their side that can really do anything to help them. Let's just kill the soups. Yep, because that's easy. Yeah, sure. Um, right?
0: Yeah, it's it Frenchie just... has
1: the best Frenchie has the best analogy in the show, which is uh, like he compares the whole situation to trying to killing, trying to kill Roadrunner and their Wily e. Coyote. Yeah. trying to kill Roadrunner. I'm like, that is such an apt uh, analogy for this whole situation. Um, another one is is that it, when Huey, like, you know, he he, I, I love that this was vocalized in the show uh, because it's super obvious, but it's just, like, it can be one of, like, the coolest parts about the show. It, when Huey recognizes, like, after this becomes their only option or, or perceived only option to kill all the soups, uh, Huey goes, so are we just fully super villains now we're just gonna realize and accepting super villains mm-hmm. um and they're all looking at each other like yeah well what else is there to do we kind of got to do this right and that's been the whole kind of the play that like that this show the dance that the show does which is like classically these are the villains and those are the superheroes but what's the gray area in all of that right like we, we've been saying that what's the it, it, it's like it's a bit of that yin yang I think like to a, to a degree where the supposed heroes are actually, you know, the black spot in the world. Like they're everything bad and what's going on in this world of, in this scenario situation. And the quote unquote villains are the only people doing the right thing that have the light to do the right thing. So I think that they just Huey speaking that out, recognizing the path that they're going on is, is like a full realization of being a quote unquote villain right uh like to me it cements hui's role in in the group fully of like what what has his role been in in the show what is his role played in his group in the group um which is like the voice of reason the voice of of you know pure human humanity the goodness of humanity Mm -hmm. uh stuff like that uh and and that became realized and just the whole the whole
0: drama of what's going on right yeah exactly it's a it's a nice little vocalization of something that's obviously been running throughout both seasons um just the the old switcheroo things aren't what you seem things sorry aren't what they seem heroes are really gigantic pieces of shit and the guys that are trying to do the good fight are also gigantic pieces of shit and but they have a good yeah. heart so i don't know it's a yeah so they're, it they're more vocal. rootable uh, yeah I, I never yeah. really delved that deep into just that line but yeah when you sort of saying it that way definitely makes sense so
1: yeah i i, I really appreciate it just because that's something that's uh like a running course in my head like i I really hope that's that's kind of just pointed at you know like just the fact that how how poetic that almost is like i don't know I'm, i might just be a bit too reading into it then but yeah to me it seems really poetic mm-hmm. um cut to but yeah it, i think like we see another level of butcher in this episode too
0: yeah we'll get more into butcher I'm, near uh, the end i think Okay. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, let's talk about A Train, because A Train okay, cool, yeah. played a big, big, yeah, big, yeah. big role. Um, yeah. A nice little, um, not callback. A nice little conclusion to the running plot line of him, Annie, and oh and yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um,
1: that had me. That had me shitting myself. I was, I was like, this guy did that. Like he A Train did not give a single fuck.
0: Right. After in learning in that moment, <laughs> um, that the only thing stopping A Train. From getting back into the seven, was Stormfront, and it kind of right. shows you that. Um, um, what's his face? Shoot, the 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 main CEO guy. Um, yeah, uh, I I did
1: pick up on his name when I watched it too, and I forgot already. Edgar. Yeah, Edgar, Edgar. No, 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 not 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 Edgar.
0: Is it Edgar? It's Mr. Edgar, isn't it? I don't know. Fuck there is an Edgar I don't know if he's Edgar yeah Stan Edgar yeah Mr. Edgar okay yeah Okay. Yeah. okay um, it kind of just shows that like we had that like question of you know what's the situation with Stan and Stormfront considering Stormfront's racist ideology um, yeah 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 it, we were questioning that it that seems was, yeah. as though he doesn't have control over her really no like she sort he of does just have
1: an- feelings like he does have very you know like appropriate feelings to that situation mm-hmm I liked his explanation for like what like when uh, him and Butcher are uh, dining together in that little scene, um, and he's like like look in the mirror, bro, right? Like he literally says that like look in the mirror and you got this Nazi on your side, and he goes, yeah, it's not my favorite thing in the world. Yeah,
0: so it, it but like again, I don't know. I guess he just sort of deals with it. But uh, over well, sharing... it shows
1: it shows what the motivation right about about Vaught or what his motivation in general is, which. I like that it's not, it's not an evil takeover plan. It's not, it's not anything cliche or or Hollywoody or too crazy. It's literally about money, yeah. He's just, profit, he's just he's just a ruthless CEO, shares. which you know, give respect. He's a CEO of a company, right? It's it's realized motivation in the world that this show is in completely. So I was like, fuck yeah, this that it doesn't have to be a world takeover scheme. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be that he's racist or not racist or whatever. He's doing it because he wants more money or he wants to make more
0: profits. Mm -hmm. So Mm A-Train takes the initiative after overhearing a conversation with the church leader um, to dig up some dirt on her, which uh, that that was like something I was surprised about. Like, why does the church have all these Nazis? Yeah, it leads into more questions about who the fuck they are, right? Yeah, why does the church have all these like old nazi photos of stormfront like you think maybe she'd keep it in better check i don't know it it, it, i understand like stormfront ends up being like one of the first members so obviously the church sort of dawned from that um initial nazi ideology but sort of branched off when it became more corporatized and as a means to make money because like as, mm-hmm. as you see like when they re-sign people to the seven and like you get rehabilitation then they get a cut of the contract as well mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Um, as they move that away like I don't know like I guess they kept all of her old stuff locked up in a vault who knows um,
1: that could have been their contingency maybe I guess yeah that's a good point why would they have had that right Yeah, I don't know I, 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 I would think maybe that's their contingency but then that's also digging at their own grave like, a little bit.
0: Yeah. Because, like, when they so, make the, like, how much Nazi stuff is in yeah, there. Like, when they yeah, just exactly. want to just and And it's
1: alluded it. to that there's a lot more stuff that they have. A lot more dirt. Yeah.
0: Like, I understand why Stormfront would keep her stuff. It's, you know, memories. But... Um, but
1: then there's there's probably shit on Homelander, on Edgar, on the company. Like, that's what they... I think that was part of the dialogue was that, uh, you know, uh, it was assumed or it was well known that the church had information um, and that they were like Vought and the churches in some sort of like partnership or agreement I guess more of an agreement not a partnership but they're more in a uh, in terms of like having like they're maintain they're like two rival gangs maybe the way I see it that are have got some kind of balance or partnership over the territory which is like the, the world um, and that's how they're doing business but one wouldn't hesitate to take the other guy out yeah. you know
0: Regardless, you know, that, that was the first thing in the episode. Where I was like, hmm, a little odd, but okay. Like, let's let's keep chugging along. Let's see what happens. Um, so A-Train then uses that information, gives it, finds Huey and Starlight, and is like, all right.
1: I like the bit where he just appears in their car. Yeah. Using his speed. And he's just like, I just looked for you guys. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm fast. Yeah. It <laughs> took me a couple minutes to run.
0: Which, you know, he's <laughs> better now. I thought he had a heart condition.
1: I thought he had a heart. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what his story is. One
0: day you're, yeah. one day you're it, sick, you one kinda, day you're not. Yeah, bro. you kind of just... Okay, so...
1: And here's one of my the, one of my biggest problems with this show in general or series in general. It's, it's like... Yo, these guys are the most wanted people in the country, but they can have a conversation with a celebrity superhero on the sidewalk.
0: Yeah, yeah. And they can just, like, kind of walk around and put a hoodie up, and but, like, do, and they're fine. Yeah. Or, like, I don't know. Yeah.
1: And they, like, they're in New York City and are hiding out in a pawn shop they're literally like in New York city
0: kilometers away from Vought. So like everybody.
1: Yeah. And it's like, it's um, like, right. Like we're assuming this is America or uh, the America of today. They have the NSA and all this tracking surveillance technology. And somehow they're able to walk on the sidewalks and go on road trips together and listen to Billy Joel. I don't know, man, that's a big pill to swallow is like how, how much they're able to get away with. And that's a bit of like the writing for convenience sake Mm -hmm. of, you know, they're not they're not in this se- season, I guess. They're not ever in a situation where their cover is blown or is at risk. You know, that tension wasn't there as much that they're on the run. They that introduced it in criminals. the
0: earlier episodes, but they kind of just sort of forgot about it in the later ones.
1: Yeah, and that's, again, another one of my problems is the earlier episodes to me are so much more forgettable now. Like, the first three episodes. I think, like, at least until episode five, like, they're so much more forgettable to me, like since we've really got the story kicking and built up to this point, you know. Uh yeah, I don't know. So you're right, they could have they could have definitely had that had that line going, but yeah, fell through somewhere. Well
0: anyways, so HN gets that information out. Good little callback, good little, you know, now we're even bitch. And um that was a nice little conclusion. Fuck that Nazi bitch. Yeah, yeah. fuck that Nazi so bitch. He yeah. gives
1: he gives all the Nazi revealing information. So um oh yeah. wait before that before that because we kind of skipped a moment they go they go to see queen maeve they're on their way back from trying to convince queen maeve to oh right testify in court that's a weird and, scene to uh, me. yeah here's why i thought it was weird too so superheroes just chill in their apartments in full costume
0: yeah and while um, they're smoking weed smoking weed just or just
1: chilling yeah. like that yeah i was that's i don't know if they like that's like a running joke because that's been a thing since season one is like they're always just in costume and it's funny like it's pretty funny when they're just in costume like that but uh yeah then then they're just like at home on like a saturday doing nothing on in their costume it's like what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing there exactly
0: You you don't shop yeah um anyways moving along they so so that information, that sort of um he I, Huey's mercy, which he had against A Train, versus, you know, maybe th- that wouldn't be something that the other boys would have, ended up saving them in, in the in the end. So that was a nice little callback I thought, um, to where, you know, Huey's generosity and his kindness actually ended up being the driving factor to the boys' victory in, in season two. Well, you know how what Huey saved him in season one. He saved A-Train's life. Oh,
1: sorry. I thought you were talking about uh, the Queen Maeve. Like, I thought you were talking about how he
0: talked to her. Oh, no, that, no, no, But
1: no. no, I see what you mean. Yeah, he... Um, yeah, like, that. That there's the callback to that. And basically, the debt is repaid in a way.
0: Right. And um, just the contrast between Huey and, and Butcher to, like, where Huey's actually, like, an actual hero. He, Huey's not a villain. Like, he saved A-Train's right. life and... As a means, like that, actually sure. ended up benefiting him. He's
1: he's a real hero on the yeah. show. He's so, a real fucking good guy. Good little contrast yet again with him and Butcher. And good character development, right? Because that's Huey was not that in the beginning of episode one. He's a little bitch. Yeah, he's a little bitch. So so good for him. So good for you, Hugh Good for him. And he got the girl. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. So, for, yeah. From there, um, I, I right after that eight train scene is when uh, things kicked up in pace and in gear and that's when uh i think like became awesome to put it simply to me uh yeah i'll just simply put it it became awesome after that point um so after there we went to we already talked about it but butcher talking to edgar stan i think whatever his name is uh lot ceo about what to do with ryan and the i thought this was a really well shot scene just uh well crafted to give you tension and like, oh, g- good like shot breaks in between the discussions before and we get make there. You,
0: like, okay, yeah, sure. Hold on, sorry. We, uh how the fuck did Becca escape and get all the way to New York? And then find
1: butcher. And then New find York butcher. After, yeah. Don't worry about that.
0: How many pawn shop? How many pawn shops are in New York?
1: We're we're made to assume she knocked on every pawn shop's sta- uh, door. And tried explaining that story to them. That my husband's the most wanted man in America. And he's supposed to be here right now. We're supposed to assume that she did that. To at least a couple Whew, pawn shops. That, was... that could not have been her first pawn shop. Nope.
0: I'd like to <laughs> see yeah, you know, fucking uh, season 2.5. That could be a season
1: 3 in itself. Yes. Is that escape? Yeah, that's a good point. How the fuck did she escape with like a knife or a gun or the one weapon she had? Uh, wasn't there like a get to new york 20 city 20 foot wall.
0: wall around it I don't know
1: they don't they didn't yeah they didn't they didn't care they they established all those things butcher scaled the wall no problem I gotta um, understand butcher he brought he the got tools. out no problem <laughs> with the bro he had a rope Kinda like that's some donald trump level planning <laughs> building a wall
0: it's just know. Uh, yeah I guess
1: come on maybe that was their maybe that was her joke yeah, yeah. this is what happens when you when you go for extra
0: security more, happens. just yeah just more of that stuff that i don't know i
1: i don't think i don't think it was meant to do any like political or cultural referencing or satire but that's my in canon resolution because yeah that made no sense yeah uh just more of that yeah no she just catches she just catches up with the boys in new york yeah um that expedient writing to where they're like uh how do we do that uh, she had expedia.ca on her side yeah she just she just got there we're not sponsored by expedia so don't think just consume product don't think yeah uh yeah but so that that was pretty interesting because it sets up it sets up the stakes with ryan right like the kid yeah um and well where where are they gonna go from here are they trying to be happy family are they like constantly with butcher it's uncertainty like what what it where is his head at in this situation what does he want to do and in the beginning of the situation you know he just wants becca like he just wants his wife back that's that's been his driving force throughout the entire show so far is to get his wife back and he could give two shits about the kid um which is you know this is what makes him i think a great character is he's not a good guy he's not doing the right thing all the time he ends up doing the right thing most of the time but you know he's flawed, super flawed, dude. Gives you something to root uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's so in that moment when he's talking to Stan in the in the dining in the in the restaurant, whatever. Um, that that kind of parallel, you know, like the Homelander parallel is shown. Like this guy's about to do some despicable shit. He's about to sell out Ryan uh, to Vaught so that he can escape with Becca, just the two of them, mm-hmm. and have a normal life. And you know, there's a part of you that's like yeah like that's what his mission has been this whole time um but it's just uh it's a bit of like it's 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 a bit of i don't know i think i already said it but it just it just that more of that parallel to homelander and like how both these guys are really they're assholes they're douchebags uh but butcher really is just a little less of a douchebag yeah It's it's not a matter of heroes and villains it's this is a story of of people who have been like pretty badly hurt in their lives and are are, like damaged people in their upbringing. So how do they kind of make decisions in this world? Um, And like just speaking on the parallel, we get some really like some of my favorite Homelander scenes, I think in this episode with Ryan, with um, him and Ryan. Yeah, same here. Same Uh,
0: here. Yeah. Um, It's a little odd to me that Butcher would think Becca would go with him after doing what he would do. His initial yeah, plan. it seems
1: weird, right? What would he? What, it seems like that's such a half. It's honestly that was his most half-assed plan in the entire show. Because what, what would he have done? He would have forced her to live a life with him without her son. Yeah, and would have been like, get over it. I love you, and get over,
0: it and that's enough. That's the whole reason why Did she he told he you really to get think out that in the first work? place. That's yeah. That's why she didn't leave with you in the first place. Exactly. So I kind of so like the suspension was not really there for me the episode with regards yeah, to that because I knew like. Like, where, where else could it go? Like, if Butcher actually did that, then yeah. I would actually be wholefully pissed. And, like, all... Well, see, it's because his head is in that place, like,
1: even right till the end. That it's not that he's so clear-cut even after quote-unquote promising Becca, right? Like, he, we see that he's a man who can go back on his word. Which is, I think, a really crazy thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: so... Not that, not that he does. Not that he does do anything. Like, back on his word but he's prepared to he
0: really is billy the butcher the savage you know fucking guy yeah so um so that part of the episode didn't really work with me but um you're right about the um we got some really um really different scenes with homelander this episode something that that hasn't some been, of my favorites yeah something that yeah. we haven't really seen throughout the show is is no. like you know like the guy being human yeah this guy is to put it simply this guy is a horrible person he is irredeemable at this point i believe but you can sort of understand how the character got to where he was which is important to know mm -hmm. it's like it's it doesn't keep it to the point where he's sympathetic because i i don't sympathize with homelander now but i think i, I can underst- i think there's there's moments where you can sympathize but there. like i can understand like the whole situation that's like it wasn't his fault sure and yeah, yeah. his story is pretty is pretty well told at this point yeah so um good on them for switching it up with the whole ryan scenes where he's like yeah i was terrified in a crowd of people for the first time and you know just um yeah it shows like homelander trying to be a dad trying
1: to be there for his son it like in weird ways he's being a good father like in really weird ways right like he's doing the as close to the right things as a guy like him would know uh what to do so like he brings him in stormfront and yeah so as as this is going on it just digs an even bigger hole for stormfront in my mind like fuck that bitch right so he takes his kid out like i think his whole thing is he just wants to have a kid like he wants his son and wants to have a father-son relationship it's not a world domination thing in his head he doesn't want to be alone like he has that anxiety of of being the only one of his kind or being alone and uh believe whatever um and the fact he has a son like him is a reason for that not to be true so in a way to sympathize with him i guess in a really smart way uh we were led to believe that he really just wants to be close to the son and have a a father-son relationship and raise his son up uh so like yeah that scene where he takes him out to um like the Chuck E. Cheese type place, and and uh, you know, he's being a celebrity and getting all the attention, and then he's like, first priority goes to his kid, make sure his kid's good. Uh, when his kid's having a little freak out, gets him out of there, and like the, the whole um, the whole way the relationship is portrayed, even in, uh, when they get back to the, the hideout or whatever, and it's and it's him sympathizing with his kid, saying. No, I went through the, these kind of things too, but I was alone and you're not alone. Um, that, like, to me also, like, beautifully just highlighted the point you said of, you know, given from the information given from the last episode, like, he has a bit of a traumatic backstory, a traumatic history. It's not clearly his fault for why he is the way he is. And he's willing to be there for his son and make sure his son doesn't be like, like, turn out the way he is. So he has. He has a little bit of self awareness in those moments, like he has
0: human clarity. Um, right, he's had some sort of self awareness about that too. Like when the first season yeah, that's, where he meets that's, his, what, yeah. what's the guy's name, his father figure, or like yeah, they both know. Like it, it's sort of an unsaid elephant into the room in that in that context. But like, um, it it it's sort of like you know, if going back and watching that scene again, it's sort of like known what they're really talking about, like. Yeah, You're, yeah.
1: Even in the scene, or even in the bit where Stormfront's like trying to indoctrinate Ryan into into Nazism,
0: yeah,
1: like super casually. Yeah, just, oh, just, god, just. I would have re- seen that one. That was hilarious. Like not, oh, like god damn, just like way to get me pissed, way to get me heated. TV show. Like, how do you but, casually bring like, up not Nazism in a bad way? Like not, yeah, I know. Yeah, just and the way the bullshit is said so well. Like it said so, like in her mind, believably or whatever, but. So she's trying to indoctrinate him, being like, "Oh yeah, white people are the ones in a genocide right now, and people don't like us for our skin color." Like she's saying it so nonchalantly, and he's just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, Homelander is just looking at her like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Like, really? Like, I love his character, his facial expressions. Like, he doesn't say anything; he doesn't butt in, but his his facial expression shows like, what "Kind of crap are you talking about right now?" Right? Like he's he's very clearly. I think... I don't, actually, I don't know if this is very clearly, But in my mind, uh, I want to believe he's not a racist person, Homelander. Like, he's not... I don't think he concerns himself with the, like, discrepancies of skin color. He's more know? soup versus human. I think he's beyond that. Yeah, I think he's like, no, you're all human and I'm a god. Like, he's beyond the skin color thing. He's a couple... Like, he's in a way more advanced... You know, truly than, than most humans in that situation. Stormfront's a little hung back, but yeah, he he's he's with her. Like at the end of the day, because he doesn't want to be alone, not because he he's racist or believes in this white race bullshit, like or white sorry white superiority bullshit. Um, yeah, uh, which is cool. He's like, yeah, uh, take a step back, Stormfront. Let, let me let me show my son how it's done. That I like that a lot.
0: Um, and then we get. Stormfront's comeuppets, the the yes. the the, oh. the first chip to up, fall. comeuppets were
1: real. Um, the first the comeuppets were real. I loved it. Yes.
0: Um, things get released online, and it's a nice little um, sort of mirror of what she was doing earlier in the season with regards to using internet culture as a means to right. further her popularity and her agenda. To where now it's being used against her. Um, so completely backfires. Suck her. it, bitch. Um. Which was, you know, also giving them the opportunity to get her away from the cabin. Yeah,
1: this is the like how genius their planning is. Apparently, like these guys are really like on some oceans eleven, oceans thirteen, maybe even level planning here. Right. Like their planning was good, bro. They they lured away both Homelander
0: and Stormfront away from Ryan. Was that Scoop Ryan? Was that speaker thing that Frenchie made? Was that was that advertisement?
1: That was in universe advertisement. Those were in universe Vought
0: speakers. Oh okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. I thought it was product placement for a second. I was really confused. No, at the, no, no. Yeah, okay.
1: Even though this show is a big fan of product placement, but uh, no, it did not. Not not for the speakers, just the Fresca.
0: Right. So, getting
1: Homelander away. Um, okay, yeah, I also just want to say so from this from the moment Stormfront flies off, till the moment the episode ends tension filled for me at least i'll I'll say that like it not okay maybe not tension right away but i'll say this edge of my seat fully engaged is how i was me as well fully like me as well from
0: from yeah up until one point which i kind of got out again Um, uh we'll get there um okay so homelander goes away they get in they save ryan um, very, very, very nice. Wait,
1: are we gonna we're gonna dodge over the or if you want I don't know if you wanted to bring that up later, but are we gonna dodge the um, the reveal of head exploder or the little just the tease of information that we got because that happened in that moment. It did. It did. She when she went back to Vought. Oh.
0: Oh, oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. This that that happened actually earlier in the episode, but we missed we missed talking about that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that happened earlier. I was, was really the same, confused at that point. Location. I was like, well,
0: what do you mean it wasn't them? Like right. who, like was it a church then? I was like, okay, then it's 100% the church. Well, it,
1: yeah, it's it's meant to confuse you. I think it's it's meant to tease. It. It's, it's just a big tease. So it's meant to be confusing. But uh for for the incident of what happened in the courtroom, um where everybody's head exploded, we we're like given the information that Homelander and Stormfront know who did it or know what did it and that what is named Edgar that's why I don't think that this VOD CEO's name is Edgar it's because that guy's whatever thing that they're talking about alien maybe I don't know the head exploder that person's name is Edgar
0: no it wasn't you know what I mean? oh because,
1: yeah 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 because yeah, yeah. the line was like Edgar is here now or something like that, and it had it is something and was referred to as it. Yeah, that's that's all the information we got about the head exploder. right? So it's not the church to our knowledge right now, it's something named Edgar,
0: right? Uh, yeah, that was it. Okay, that was it. Where was he? Oh, yeah, yeah. So they got in very nice scene between um, Becca and Ryan, I thought, which definitely is the moment where Butcher sort of changes mind. Um, with regards to his original Becca
1: play. when Becca introduces Butcher as her husband to Ryan,
0: no, like just watching watching Becca and Ryan interact, and her being like which scene, like when when they were they was that earlier, no 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 when they got home, later out of the cabin, and they went into yeah rescue yeah
1: Ryan. so when yeah yeah when they rescued him and then she introduced Ryan to Butcher as this is my husband yeah so him just when they just
0: him. watching yeah. Um, yeah, yeah yeah him just watching them interact and seeing I think the
1: actor who plays Ryan is really fucking good yeah he's a good child actor he is a good child yeah good child actor like plays scared little child by the way when you continue Bly Manor
0: you're gonna be especially impressed with the child actors just so you know oh cool Um, cool, okay Um,
1: it's weird that they recast him from it was a different kid in the first season I think yeah it
0: was it was a different kid but I think I think that was probably for the just to be safe just in case I don't know. Like they, they were like, okay, yeah. this kid might actually have a prominent role, so let's let's cast yeah. a really good yeah, yeah. child actor, just because this good on them. Yeah, it's um, it's a critical role. Um, what? Did you do? Yeah, from there. From there. Yeah. So again, good scene. Um, from there they run out, and then I get maybe one of my favorite Homelander scenes of this season when he comes back. Oh wait, no, that's a little later when he comes back that to the cabin that
1: is yeah a little bit later what happened in the middle of that i think they
0: just returned to um, to the cars yes
1: yeah, so they're in the cars they get rescued
0: where it's revealed that butcher. Uh,
1: oh no no it is it, it yeah it's they go back to cars and then uh, yeah yeah so that happens There's nothing really crazy there but right after that is the homeland scene so let's just get into that because that's a that's a moment yeah but yeah here's my problem I'll, I'll actually I'll let you start off because I I did have a problem with that scene not well, maybe a problem but just wish fulfillment maybe um
0: yeah, you go, so you start off so yeah he walks in and you're immediately like oh fuck like you know that that gun in the gut feeling oh fuck here we go yeah um
1: well that happens when he lands you hear him land and and it's a close-up on the soldier's face and he's reacting to hearing homelander land mm -hmm. and he's having that oh fuck feeling inside of him and so you're having that oh fuck feeling Mm -hmm. which is fucking great like just from an extra like close-up on an extra you're given all that information it's fucking amazing Mm -hmm. um yeah sorry i i just got excited because it's an awesome scene um
0: yeah it's
1: sorry also just preface so it's a it's the entire cabin filled with soldiers,
0: yes, armed with AKs, looking to kidnap Ryan. Yep. And um there's that there's that face that the actor does. You know what I'm talking about? It's like Anthony star uh, Anthony Starr on oh, okay, yeah. Ho- Homelander, like he he when he says, "Where is my son?" that that face? No, like where he like takes a big inhale through his nose and like shakes yes, his head yes, a certain yes, way yes. yeah 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 yeah. So he, 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 yeah right before he
1: says yeah 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 right before he says where and the, he does he just rages when he says that oh what line delivery
0: yeah so um, if he doesn't win yeah, a, if inhale, he doesn't win an award I'm gonna be absolutely pissed like
1: bro he needs to win an award show in general for that for that inhale that you just mentioned yeah like I I know what you're talking about because I'm fresh off rewatching it so when that happens when the moment he gives that inhale and then he goes where is my son? Right, right, and oh, like chill. But you'll Room, notice, like, chills. he
0: does the exact same face, it, multiple times through both seasons, and like, it, really?
1: It's, like, yeah. Oh, I I want to see that. Yeah, um,
0: he does like that yeah, exact cool. face right before he does something fucked up through both seasons. So it that, yeah, that, I hope that continues. Um,
1: you well, yeah. So I I thought that was brilliant. That was just like him homelander who's already an animal like turning into another animal like that's some metamorphosis going on uh and then he just lasers the guy in half yep who's standing right in front of him is your wish from fulfillment
0: that that you wanted to see everybody die in there
1: the whole scene i just wanted the whole scene in in full like why did they cut
0: away uh Uh, i think it had an it, it made me chuckle when he walked out and he was just covered in blood.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and here's the thing when, as soon as that first laser happened, okay, my, mind my, my mind went to two places. Okay. I said, right now we're either about to get a plane scene version two, not, maybe not as good, but I think as awesome. That's, to that's watch exactly, that's the exact
0: same thing I thought.
1: Yeah. I thought, okay, this is a brilliant setup here that we're about to get. We're going to spend like three minutes just with Homelander. Uh, having fun. Okay, and then I thought to myself, okay, the second option from here is that we don't see any of that, and then they just cut to him walking out with a bunch of blood, like drizzled and blo- like showered in blood. Okay, like I immediately went there. I-, I-, I telegraphed it so perfectly of what could have happened, and they went with like plan B. So I- that's why I was disappointed, because I really wanted to see, just for fan service, like fuck it, storytelling aside... Plot mechanics aside whatever runtime aside just for the fuck of it just show that entire scene in full like that's just wish fulfillment that's nothing critically speaking and there's nothing i don't know like you know i think pacing wise it kind of worked the way they cut and yeah it, it was kind of a comedic or just like a, a, it was a moment to see him walk out showered in blood but god like i wish that we could have seen that like when that happened when it cut back to him walking in blood i was i was just disappointed that was my honest gut reaction because you know i it, it cut away from such a such a potential moment right there you know
0: yeah i guess but i uh maybe that would have been better than the the good chuckle i got out of the eventual reveal of him just being covered in blood which uh, again is actually a nod to the comics because both were yeah yeah that's true that's that's a very uh popular shot
1: using the comics like all the time it's just home under and blood yeah so but yeah that's a fuck the more i think about it man
0: so yeah um i was continuously engaged up to this point like you said there's good tension um billy talking to becca being like you know I, i was gonna abandon you and your son like not abandon you i was gonna abandon your son and leave him to the to the thought and she's like but you didn't i don't care and, like, I'm going with you, it's, like, that's good, and That's 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 a good complete arc for, for Billy, I thought, this whole season was, you know, we talked about his greatest challenge being the acceptance of soups, and um, it yeah. seems to come full circle, and, like, definitely the hardest thing, and we'll talk yeah, more about true. it in the finale, um, the hardest thing is accepting um, sort of your surrogate son as as a soup. Yeah, the more I
1: think about it, it's, like, the situation Billy is Billy is in, it's a fucked up situation, and and I don't know how how much different I would act, because if you think about it, in Billy's mind, right, like so, how long was it, you know, like in real time, from like when Billy thought his what his wife was raped and murdered till where we are now? It it was a couple years, I think, right? Three years. Three years. I think. So, right. So he went from like a family man to. A full-on mercenary and lived three years like that so that was this has been his life complete like no fox given attitude so the more i think about it, it's 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 not like crazy to me to think how how distance he's become from people um and how willing he is to do like bad things because he's just he he he's, said, "Fuck it." A long time. Ago. He's cruel, like he, but
0: he's a product of the cruel environment he developed in.
1: Yeah, but and and then he, but on top of that, and it gets even worse. Like from his his point of view, I think because he doesn't he doesn't get what he wants, and he's given the alternative to that is like the complete uh, like rejection of his his personal ideology and viewpoint. Like he's now put into a situation where he has to like turn back from who he was and become something completely new. And like that's I I think and I'm I'm not saying that moment specifically yet because it's like the finale finale and uh I, that's to me when I think his arc is closed off is really like that moment he he accepts Ryan um holds him and 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 kind of walks away from everything, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Um but then uh I sort of got pulled out When not exactly when Stormfront came back. Um,
1: Oh, I love that I still, I I did like that moment. Um, Just because of how it was shot to me, right? They were in, the viewpoint was like a shot, reverse shot of Becca looking back to Billy. And I think in my mind, there was like a sense of dread, like something is about to happen. Somebody's about to land or do something. I was anticipating that a little bit. And so when I think like part of it was the way it was shot, like, showing it all within the car Stormfront landing and then like manip- like throwing the vehicle off the road uh, it was so like and, and I think the, the music or whatever sounds were cut out in that moment it was really just like a mic drop moment where here she is badass landing and everybody's jaws dropped and looking at this thing like as the car flying in the air like in my head I thought fuck she's dead that's how they killed her yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. how wrong was I, but I-, I went there. Like I went to that emotional place. So uh yeah, for me it was like uh a little different from your reaction. I thought that's when for me the tension really kicked up to another notch with Stormfront Landing.
0: Uh and getting and getting down to this fight. No, that that's not what I had an issue with. The Oh okay during the fight, there's some things that I was mm-hmm. like, hmm, that's weird. Um mm-hmm. kind of like just oversights. Um one I don't know how Annie used her powers? Considering she mm-hmm. needs like electricity around her to do it.
1: Doesn't she charge up? Doesn't she store it? I always thought she stored it. She has like a battery.
0: Oh, I always thought situation. she manipulated like electricity. No, she's not
1: like a she's not like a magneto where she needs uh an active source. Or she's not like the Pyro guy from X Men. But then why you couldn't know, like, she, she why
0: couldn't she use it? earlier in the season she
1: ran out because she yeah she there she's like i'm out of juice or something like that okay i think she's like tapping into a reserve when she's not with electricity or something some shit all right or maybe the sun also the sun maybe does something i don't know
0: no that wasn't the sun because she could have used her defibs on huey or her, her soldering on huey earlier in the season when she couldn't use her then, powers, when they had yeah, to, I think
1: it's a I think it's a battery okay. type of mechanic. Well, yeah. I don't
0: think that was explained that well. Um, and then two. How did Queen Maeve know where they were? Yeah, when she came out. Yeah, how did Stormfront also know where they were? Like she, I, I no, because she flew over them when she was leaving to Tower. Oh, true. And then when yeah, she came so back, she, she definitely was, you know, might have flew back. Yeah, um. I was more like, yeah. okay, like Mave's here, but how? yeah, yeah, the, the mave, yeah, Mave does not yeah. have a car, like she can't really like consume
1: she doesn't have a car. she might not even have a license yeah,
0: like how did she get here? How did she know where they were?
1: Yeah, they don't want you to think about that,
0: They're don't like, think just consume products they, they
1: they men in they men in black mind wiped that information out um, of the show, so that it's not important that pulled me right out, and I was like, uh, yeah well cuz i think they're building to that reveal they're building to that badass reveal right so it's not they're not trying to show her driving a car taking the bus to the fight to preview that moment right, right?
0: but like when the reveal doesn't make sense i
1: know no you're right you're i think you're right there's it's it's i understand what they were trying uh, to do but like it's it's like it's a it's a willingness from the screenwriters to say okay here's an unexplained moment but we're doing it for the payoff it's it's a it's a fault yeah but it's it's a an accepted fault by the screenwriters. It's not like a mistake. Like this is something that was a thought out fault. If that makes sense. right,
0: which just speaks a little. But lazy I agree. To me. Yeah, no, I it's agree. Just, with it's you. just it's, it just but feels. But here's lazy. the thing.
1: I here's the thing. I would have preferred that to getting a scene where she's on the bus driving there. No, of course, but like in the middle of the action, there, that would have cut the the di, di, the pacing and the dynamic. Movement. It doesn't have to be either. I think or. the way it happened. Yeah. Okay. So then in your
0: mind, how do they introduce that information? Well, that's the thing. I don't think they can. I think it's a plot hole mm-hmm. that like you'd yeah. have to go yeah. way back to fix. So it's like, right.
1: Without doing a scene establishing that it would, it's probably a plot hole or yeah, unless, yeah, I guess they, it maybe it might come off as a bit lazy because they didn't, they could have done some, like, here's my number if you want to call me. Like, yeah you know some something like they, they that could just, have like, done here's something here's some with Annie like Annie could have here's some way to track like if Queen Maeve can track them why can't the entirety of Vought track them ever? yeah
0: maybe Annie could have like if you change your mind here's what we'll be and like something right. like that yeah
1: like, uh, maybe yeah that we never but saw but like it, so literally no.
0: anything's better than nothing to me at this point so sure. that I, I agree that right was that. a big like okay like I understand like you want this big payoff and you know the girls get it done line by Frenchie was good um and it 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 did sort of play on the um it did, it did satire or sat, what's the word satirize satirize, yeah, satirize yeah. um some of the avenger stuff which was um you, you texted me that's
1: one of my favorite yeah this is yeah so this is like i a specific thing i texted you about i love that scene uh yeah I, I i agree with you i think in the sense that it it could for sure take the audience out, like whoa. But the design, like by design, I guess it's supposed to be a "look who's behind you" moment, like quite literally. um And it's funny because Queen Maeve has t- literally two of those moments, one after the other, in this episode. Yeah, that's, that's like true. The whole thing <laughs> in this show is just appearing out of nowhere. Maybe that's Like literally superpower. every scene she's in. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I still don't really fully understand what her super, or she's even that matter woman. the extent of superpowers yeah but like everybody is everybody indestructible is everybody like invulnerable, um, immune i mean invincible uh yeah immune to COVID, Yeah, it just that would be seems cool. like
0: her and black noir are just like really strong humans but so is uh fucking what's her name
1: fringy's girl what's her name? Again? yeah but no she has a healing Kimiko, factor she's a healing factor she has a huge healing factor i forgot about her healing factor yeah I totally forgot. So, okay, yeah, let's talk about this fight because it's an awesome fight. So, the second... So, she's... Uh, so, it's Starlight and Kimiko versus Stormfront. Already at this point, it's pretty fucking awesome. Kimiko's had, like, self-doubts pretty much the entire episode about her um, her to be confrontation with Stormfront. She's a bit scared. Because um, I don't know why she would be if she can literally not die, you know? I think it was... She the was end.
0: afraid to lose control like she did before.
1: Right, yeah, I know, uh, I guess. So, she... Eventually, it's like, it's just them two versus Stormfront, and it looks like they are able to, like, manage her, or they're able to, like, fight her, and they're holding their own. Um, And the boys are just kind of... It's Frenchie, Hubie, and Mother's Milk who are, like, left at of that airfield or whatever, and they're just quickly disposed of, like, thrown off to the side. They did try and prepare for the fight by, like, creating some crazy weapons like our friend made like an rpg that was blown up in a second here's the dumb thing don't run into the hangar where your weapon is and announce to the enemy that that's where your weapon is when she has lightning when she's emperor palpatine essentially yeah exactly the guy goes huey we have to get the rpg It's the only thing that can stop her oh let me just Boom. blow that up it, oh thanks for letting me know that guys right so that was a bit of a that was stupid yes i'll just say like that that was like cla- like the most cliche thing the show has done of stupid stuff because it doesn't do those kind of things ever it was the only instance I can think of where like a really cliche dumb thing happened and so I'll be I'll be critical of that Yeah. but I guess they needed to progress the story forward that happens the boys are taken out of the action and the girls start getting their asses handed to them by Stormfront because she's Emperor Palpatine
0: essentially yeah she is Emperor Palpatine and- plus I guess a little bit of Superman I don't know what do you get? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Well, Superman... Uh, if Superman's eyes were her titties, yeah.
1: Yes. You know what I yes. mean? Yeah. That's a huge callback to the people who know Brendan Routh Superman film. uh Yeah. Actually, I'm sure that the bullet eye thing is, like, in every Superman film. I don't know. That's not in every Superman Anyways. film.
0: That's just... that's No, the, right? that's It's only that yeah, one. Yeah, it's just that one. The weird one. Yeah,
1: that's the one I remember, at least. It's Superman yeah. Returns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways... Uh, when all hope is lost or it, it looks lost again and tension is peaking at its highest when Kimiko's neck is snapped, very visceral snap, right? And I, I, I forgot she had a healing factor, I'll be honest, so I thought, fuck, they killed her. And Frenchie's, like, reacting to that, like, fully, like about to shoot and um, and, yeah, that's when it looks like, like, throughout that moment, like, throughout this portion of the episode and the fight and everything... I was really at the edges of my seat because I know this show has such a no-fucks-given attitude and it can kill off anybody at any given time and it really does its thing. So that level of unpredictability when you know what's there is such, a, it's such an uncomfortable feeling when you don't know what's going to happen, when you don't expect to know what can happen. And so, like, the Queen Maeve thing was so out of left field, I was like, I was actually excited and the music kicks up to this really, like, poppy and like girls can do it type of song like you know um and and yeah it becomes a satire of essentially the the moment from Avengers Endgame where it's like here's all the girls getting together guys in a fight yeah. sequence yeah um but it was done better like a million times I wasn't that's sh- what i was texting i wasn't
0: you. sure at first though i'm i'm glad you texted me that because that makes it a little better but like i was a little like is this satire of that or are they actually just mm-hmm. doing it you know what i mean I mean, why else would Mm -hmm. Cleve Maeve pop out of nowhere if this isn't, like... Right,
1: well, here's the thing. It doesn't feel, like, forced satire. It feels appropriate for the moment in the show, but because it works so well and because, as a frame of reference, we have Avengers Endgame to go... or, like, the Avengers to go off of, it is a satire, because, like, that's what... One, that's what the whole show is. It's, like, a satire that plays off so naturally. Like, here's how you do it, something like that, without force-feeding it to somebody, and because you guys, Disney tried force feeding this crap to us people are now laughing at you you know or people are now gonna see this as a satire to that even though this is just a really well done action scene it's not it's not flashy here's the girls kicking ass like i mean it is that it for sure is a flashy girls kicking ass scene but it's not set up to be like a fucking poster you know yeah. like they, they've literally been making fun of that whole idea all season yeah that's true so i guess
0: that sort of paid off in this end which is you know yeah, Frenchie's yeah, yeah. delivery of girls really do get it done
1: right that shot yeah they, they they cut to a shot of the boys that they're just watching while they have nothing to do really like they, they're they just standing there they can't help i think it was, an, it was another reference to the comics and, uh,
0: because stormfront and the comics gets circle beat like that i believe
1: oh really yeah. that was awesome yeah. and a knife and like, the eye gang stomped yeah yeah I had a feeling the knife was a, a comic reference That was really specific yeah
0: there's a yeah. pretty popular or there's iconic images of like one eyed storm in the comics so they were definitely going back yeah. to that so um okay let's let's move to the finale yes let's let's talk about that shall we
1: that riveting finale um
0: so yeah the Becca okay I'll talk about yeah, it uh
1: what happens so Butcher and the family are they're running to the forest right and uh yeah, it's just like everybody's got a GPS tracker all of a sudden in the last episode Homelander finds them in a matter of a second Stormfront finds them in a matter of a second I guess I sh- we should start with home- uh, Stormfront because she gets there first um, but yeah an- another scene where you know you completely feel like the characters are helpless it's unpredictable anything can go wrong like I was actually kind of scared in that moment for the characters
0: Um, I had a good feeling of what was going to happen Um, it didn't turn out the way I thought it did but like Mm, um, interesting. I I knew Ryan was going to do something because it was very much established earlier in the season that like when his mother's threatened he sort of loses control of mm-hmm. that calm demeanor that his mother's been preaching to him since he was a kid. So um, he, yeah, so I knew Ryan was going to have some involvement. I didn't think they were going to kill Becca like that though. You know what I mean? Say that again, sorry, you cut oh, out a little bit. I I didn't think they'd they'd kill Becca like that, though. So how did what did you think the um Well I just thought Ryan was gonna save the day and, and shoot away shoot away Stormfront and then they were gonna have a standoff with Homelander after, but when mm. he lasered her and then ended up killing Becca as well, I was like, Oh, that's much different than what I thought was gonna happen. That's ballsy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's when um when they were showing him about to like about like trying to laser her that was like my fear in running through my head is like what if he misses because he's not homelander he's just a kid this is like the first time he's shooting lasers out of his eyes Mm -hmm. and what if he misses stormfront completely and he just wipes his mom out and that's what i thought happened because the way they they reveal it is first they show billy lying on the ground disoriented then they show stormfront fucked up completely then they show the kid not the mother like the mother is shown last so it's it's really well kind of shot to give you that suspense, you know, of like, is she, you know, just that. Um, what I thought was weird though, like her injury to me made it seem like he didn't. It wasn't his fault. Like I know she said that too, um, and maybe this was purpose, purposely done. But you know, it it seems like like how how did he kill her in that situation? I guess.
0: Uh, maybe the well, you saw how bad. Stormfront got fucked up and um Stormfront got fucked she's where do you know she's, she's burnt, sort of like burnt she's burnt worse okay
1: let's put it like this she's burnt worse than Anakin Skywalker at the end of Avengers the Sith. I wouldn't go that far let's not go that far no I would go that far I would go that far Nah. She has man. no limbs left. She, dude, come on. Nah, I don't know, man. His skin was looking all right, at least. No, at you're kidding state. me. You're absolutely... Better than Stormfront. You're saying Stormfront's face was looking... And her teeth and her, her lack of teeth and lack of everything. She was looking better than, than Darth Vader? I don't think so. I think, I think I'd think i rather support? be her
0: in that situation.
1: Oh, you're joking no, me. Man. You're joking no, me man. right now. You're not serious. No, man. You'd, you'd rather be so disoriented you're talking about nazi germanic prayers runic germanic prayers well you'd be you'd be that dazed off
0: better than or that not being able to talk and just grunting and groaning well
1: i'd be i'd rather be yelling i
0: hate you up the hill to you know good old. but morning. he wasn't even on at fire he was talking point. english like once he got caught on fire he couldn't yeah. talk no more yeah, and then okay. you, a good point. I
1: don't know. Yeah, I, you're actually you're looking at it differently than I was. You're looking at the full burnt Vader. I was looking at it like prior to the full burning. No, that's a good. Of point. course, I mean that's the full point.
0: fucking burn, dude.
1: I in my head, I thought that like the minutes after or like the seconds after his limbs are cut off and he's just he's laying there. That's a good point. I guess I have to consider him when he's fully burnt. Okay. Yeah, I'd still rather be Vader in that situation. Yes, I'd
0: rather be Vader. Anyways. <laughs> Yeah. Um but yeah, no, we come up in's given, comeuppance were delivered. Yes it was. Um finally. Yeah. Well, at the cost of Becca's life.
1: Yeah, fuck. At the cost of Becca's life. So that makes it that makes it a bit two handed.
0: Yeah. But uh,
1: that was a hard scene. Yeah.
0: I was like, yeah, what the fuck, man? I, I I is that
1: is that when you weren't you weren't you started not liking it, the finale has No,
0: like that was earlier. Like talking about like like some of the A train stuff and then the the MAVE stuff um
1: that dent dented your impression of the finale like that's kind of in my mind that's like kind of small stuff
0: i would have just rubbed off my shoulder it it was like yeah but again i have high expectations like they're they're doing these yeah
1: i know that's what it sounds like that it's like it's the small stuff can still put a dent in your it's like because
0: like um they weren't really exactly like totally i didn't get the impression that they were like lazy writers up until like no like not so much the a stuff but the, the Queen Maeve stuff like that was just not an earned payoff. Like you didn't you didn't do the work to earn that payoff. Like you just wanted it so you did it but like you have to like like you know what I mean? Like in terms of like writing philosophy like you have to earn the payoff and that's why like the payoff mm-hmm. with Butcher standing with Ryan is so much stronger than it is than the than the Queen sure. Maeve one is because we've actually I think there's had writing Sorry, and, and moments throughout the show to show that butcher has grown Mm -hmm. and you know things sort of canonically make sense whereas the Maeve stuff just Mm -hmm. didn't so like that was like the big thing for me was like uh,
1: yeah well I think there's going to be stronger character arcs for sure in other characters and you you know my opinions about Maeve like she was my least favorite episode or character in this season and not least favorite in the sense of bad writing or bad characterization I mean like least favorite in the sense of like how engaged I am with the other characters like the entire show and the the setting and everything like she is the character in the show that up until this episode i was least on board with like least on the side of uh i guess like you know i I just thought she was being a bitch throughout the entire season like you know stand up for yourself do something you're just you're sulking and complaining and feeling like you're putting yourself as a victim and just wanting to run away and take no responsibility for any of this Uh, and I think that was good writing like I don't think that was bad I wish we got more time to develop that like I I think you know you kind of just said that it's not as strong of a point I guess maybe we didn't get enough screen time with her I wasn't um, uh,
0: in this season I wasn't really talking about Maeve's arc specifically with that moment I was just talking more like they wanted to they wanted to cap off on the girls get it done thing throughout the season and they needed Maeve for that and they just couldn't figure out a way to Get her there, or they didn't bother, and she's still there. So
1: yeah, no, you're you're talking about the literal the road trip of how she got there. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, no, that's that's a fair that's a fair criticism. So like, but for me, the way it kind of pays off is that I guess she finally stands up for herself, or she does something,
0: you know? Right, which is the next part because homeowner's like, "Yo, come here, son," and then butcher's like, he gets behind butcher for some reason. I think it's because the husband connection. Um, that's
1: all he knows about the guy is that. Yeah. Well, also it's like, what
0: would you do if like
1: your actual dad just flies down and he's dripping in blood? Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I get that. No, for sure. And um, that's sort of probably the most heartbreaking thing for Homelander because he was he was and so close. also the
1: fact that Homelander comes down and he the first person he goes to is Stormfront and he's like mourning Stormfront's death. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That would fuck me up too. So
0: um, yeah.
1: He, and then, th- I, but that yeah. So that's when also Butcher really his arc to me is like solidified he he protects the kid in that instance because the, I think the moments leading up to Homelander arriving it's like looking questionable what is Butcher about to do when he's picking up that crowbar right, but
0: he realizes it's super questionable his hate shouldn't be guided towards Ryan it's like let's remember what this whole situation is in the first place it's because of Homelander right. so yeah. Um, yeah good good arc Thank you, season two, for good butcher arc. He's not just... Good butcher, good homelander. Yeah. He's yeah, not just silly, funny, cunt man anymore. He's now character.
1: <laughs> I mean, he still is silly, funny, cunt yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't lose that. He's not that. just and silly, even funny, in this cunt episode, man, though. Even in this episode, they want to maintain that as the last... Uh,
0: Trademark to Mythic Moron, silly, funny, tra- cunt yeah. man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and then Maeve displaying her superpower of finding groups of people that she wants to find is displayed again, and she finds them.
1: And um, and it's like the same, it's it's literally the same reveal. Yeah. It's like the same, look who's behind you guys. <laughs> like, Oh, it's Maeve. I don't know if they forgot that they did that shot before, or I don't know. Yeah,
0: so she then presents Homelander with the ultimatum, like, you know, leave everyone else alone. Let them yeah. go, or else I release this video. And I don't understand thing, why Homelander how didn't just have kill her right there.
1: Yeah, how does that? How would that have worked? Why did Homelander just laser all of them where they stood and took Ryan and fucked off? And then there's no video to do. Yeah, anything. Yeah, like that. I, I agree. I I thought in that same thing. And how does she all of a sudden have so much blackmailing capabilities? Like I, this guy could just end her life. And I can second. understand
0: if she like went up to the vault building and was like, hey. I have this. Leave us alone. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Exactly. But you're in the middle in, of the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know. You don't I'm even know if you have powerless. like data out there, man. I didn't see no telephone wires.
1: <laughs> How do you even know you can get that message across? Yeah.
0: Also, Homelander is Homelander. He could literally just kill her in a second, can he not? Yeah. He can kill them all. I like the
1: line though that also. I like the line also where he says, "If you do that, I'll kill everybody and everything." Just that, like, period. Not everybody you love just i'll kill everybody and everything yeah. and then she's just like fucking do it
0: yeah that that was good um i appreciate that and, but it it, it yeah. goes to display Homelander's like one kryptonite is like he needs to be loved so yeah he would yeah. actually do that
1: i mean to me that's what makes him i guess a sympathetic character mm-hmm. it's because his his life his potential for a normal life was ripped away from him mm-hmm. from a, such a young age as a kid and even, you know, in the last episode, we got the little bits where he's, like, oh, he likes Charles Dickens, he likes old American presidents, he likes history, and he was a normal mm-hmm. kid who was fascinated with the world. So Here's, that, like,
0: yeah. I, I wish, again, this is wishful thinking, but I made the prediction that I thought Maeve was going to die, and I was hoping that this would be the scene where she, like, fights Homelander enough, and subdues him enough to where Billy and Ryan can get away. Um hmm that would have been cool. But, yeah. like, what does her character do now? Like,
1: she just, I think she just developed some balls, some metaphorical balls.
0: I, I guess, but, like, uh, that
1: might get me fucking sniped in the nose from some uh, feminists out there, but I'll stick by she, that. She's, a uh, no. she, she's like, stood around own two feet, yeah. I think. And in the next season going forward, we can, you know, hopefully, like, now I'm, I think, more invested interest in her, but she was still, like, the least interesting out of the bunch of characters that are you know remaining Uh, so yeah I think hopefully going forward she's just like she's less of just standing around and taking shit I thought
0: it was more appropriate for her to die there in a self-sacrificial way I
1: I, I could see that I could yeah in a in a last resort kind of giving her last stand right which would to save people yeah
0: be far more impactful
1: as as like an end for the you know I kind of I kind of get the sense from Maeve that she's similar to Homelander in how she views people, that she's just lost the fucks to care for people other than people that she loves. But like, other if you're not in her immediate circle, she couldn't give really a fuck. And I got that by from the way she talked to Huey, and was so quick to like just shrug him off as a as a small man in front of him. You know. Uh, also, I don't, uh, I don't think that was just I, like a feminist kind of thing. I think that was like her. I just read into it as, not um, being.
0: As yeah. like him not really having any business with her, really. Like, why is he talking? Like, I I can get that. I don't. I didn't think it was anything to do with her disregard for humans. I I don't think she's like that. I think.
1: Well, I don't think it's as far to like a disregard as Homelander's, but I think it's like a grown. Because like I think second to Homelander, she's like maybe like the second person in Vot, like the second longest person there, like second most ingrained person in Vot. So I think she, like. My whole interpretation of her from season one is that she's a good person, but she's been doing this and seeing all this stuff for so long that something in her, like that light in her, is getting snuffed out every day. I thought it was um, stays there. I thought it was well established out
0: season two that she uh she she sort of wanted a normal life. Like she wanted a more human life. Yeah, and and she wanted to be more like that. So um and like even the airplane scene in season one shows like she values life much more than Homelander does so I don't maybe you're right and she's yeah. sort of losing that after losing her girlfriend but um
1: I don't know and it kind of shows she's maybe getting that back like who knows she's a good guy at the end of the day but so again I
0: don't know where they go with like, her character yeah. from, from now on and yeah not to I, I don't want I just don't want it to be my own prediction become true but like I it's weird that's the thing about wishing show, for dude, someone to die like, but like yeah but
1: that's the thing about the show dude it's like Whatever our predictions or expectations are, rarely does it come into fruition as we think. It's like it might do ten percent of what we thought, but uh, it just it it runs its course in a different direction. Like even the Becca thing, like I could kind of I could kind of see that coming in the moment, but the eventual reveal and like sitting with the fact that that happened still felt like an explosion of like unpredictability. And 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 for I I want to hear like what is your kind of final stance on the season and like this last episode of high wraps of the season because for me it it i think it it's a great finale like it it's not kind of how you said it's starting from square one it's not like going back to its roots of episode one season one like i think the transformation of all the characters across the board from episode one season one to this episode like they're new they're developed and realized in new ways and the fact that we have a season three to look forward to can like ensure us we're not going to get any like cliche of the writing or storylines. Like we're, we can expect at least something new mm-hmm. and the story will unfold differently. Like uh, at the end, we're left with butcher is now, I guess like the surrogate father for Ryan. Like Ryan has gone to the government, like to be protected by them. So like, what the fuck is his story going to be like? what. Even like how far along are they gonna pick up? How where are they gonna pick up the story from, for season three? That's also something I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. Like, it it kind of is almost like uh uh like the end of a book. It felt like like this uh this uh, season finale. Like it 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 has like a montage finale of like just gonna get, show you what all the characters are doing now, and it and it shows everybody as like pretty much settled into what they're doing right now or like where they're at. Huey is gonna work with um Victoria Newman would you say that po- that politician Victoria name Newman was? Victoria Newman so she's he's gonna he's hanging up his uh hero hat and he wants to do good by the law like on the side of the law so he's gone to work with Victoria Newman um and this was at, right after she killed the church of the collective head so we find out that she's actually the alien or not alien <laughs> but it the quote unquote it the aliens blowing off people's why heads. did
0: that come into your head could it possibly be that what? next week we are discussing alien
1: well that's a good that's a good tie in for next episode but why did I think she's an alien yeah well there, there's that thing in her eye that like her eyes are changing and also also uh, they called it an it Homelander and Stormfront referred to whatever did that as an it so why would they call it an it right I, I don't even think they knew and I think I think in, yeah okay good point that that could be true too. And I think like if they b- introduce aliens, now they're really off the fucking rails. They won't show. introduce aliens.
0: It won't be aliens. She's just. Um, I I believe the theory, the standing theory is. I think the standing theory is that she is just um, an agent of thought as a as a means in infiltrating a certain side of the to to control a certain important part of the political spectrum. As a means to forward Vought's agenda.
1: Do you think so? How would that work, though? Because she was well, she was the so you think you think the whole it's it's all like an act. It's all well. Uh, think
0: about like what happened. She she was the one who wanted to take um, Vought to court, and she ended up killing everyone in the courtroom, which led to Vought initializing or sorry, the government initializing the use of Compound V yeah. for for yeah. law enforcement. So. That makes sense. It it seems as though she's an agent of Vought.
1: No, no, that that actually I had I had forgotten about that because also like she kills the church guy after he says like I have a lot of dirt on Vought. We can bury them if you give me special treatment. If you rub my back, I'll rub yeah, yours. exactly. So so like he doesn't know who she actually is, and she blew him off, blew his head. Sorry, she blew his head off, um, to uh to cover all that shit yep. up.
0: Exactly. So she definitely seems like an like an agent of Vought as a means to Interesting. Yeah. So that's yeah. sort of the main or maybe the the the
1: that's the focus I I think that's where the that's the the loose thread of this season villain loose I can think of If you
0: now. can sort of think of Homelander as villain 1A and Stormfront as villain 1B in season 2, I'm guessing mm-hmm. Victoria Newman's going to be villain 1B in season 2.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. I agree. And, but here's the thing. We don't know if Stormfront's out of the picture. Right, really she
0: yet. could come back as Cyborg Stormfront.
1: I was thinking the same thing. Which would
0: be ridiculous, if but kind of yeah, cool.
1: that would be crazy. But she'd be Darth Vader.
0: Right. It's um, <laughs> like literally she'd be, she's a Sith Lord at that point. Going back to uh, your question on how I thought things got wrapped up. Um, I thought it was wrapped up nice and tidy sort of conveniently tidy to where like all of their uh, all of their criminal records got wiped so again they have sort of this clean slate to work off of um, but uh I, my general thoughts is it seems as though season 2 is some type of sacrificial lamb to where the writers kind of wrote themselves into a corner with season 1 and they were um hmm they were they sort of realized that but they were able to get themselves back to a more open position in the writing in the writers room while also maintaining character development so i thought like while this season sort of suffered because it felt like it was just a means to get to the new position for season three i still thought you know if that was the goal then it was relatively well done from a character standpoint um, it's just a shame that mm-hmm. the the plot sort of, kind of suffered in a way, um, but if that's the case, then let's it's 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 kind of optimistic for me for season three. So let's hope it's good.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm op- I'm I'm more optimistic. I'm more looking forward to season three than I was of season two, and I was already looking a lot forward to season two. So uh, we're often good two thumbs up. We're often a strong two thumbs up. One and, and a half thumbs up okay okay I I feel like that can bu- that can uh, bump higher for you after a couple of viewings. because honestly your complaints though I think they're they're valid plot complaints I don't think they take away as much from the overall viewing experience of the season for me personally and I think for you I think the same will happen over time like you'll probably just like forget about those things I'll let you know in my free because watch it's, it, yeah let me know it's not to, to me it's not as glaring that like where did Maeve come from or how did she know where they were like I I, to me I'm thinking about so many other things in those moments that that thought didn't pop up but I can see why you did as a critical audience member you know like because you're you're you so yeah you're a very critical man.
0: The things that bring me out. So I'm gonna, gonna watch it like that. Tell them to bring me yeah. out.
1: And honestly, that's I think it's also a testament to this show. Like it's it's again, yeah. Like not to suck its stick or anything like that, but it's a really strongly written show. It's a like really good show. So we kind of have to dig deep to find what criticism there are. And that no show is or no product is immune to faults or criticism. So just highlighting that is to just point out that it's not a. This show is not a superhero, right? It's at the end of the day, it's art, it's a entertainment product, but it's valid or to faults. Yes,
0: and um, if you don't point out faults, and there's like, and they're just left to linger, that they get repeated over time. So I like to sp- and then speak you, my mind. And
1: then you also turn into Fat Neil, who becomes radicalized by Stormfront. Exactly. Then you become radicalized by Stormfront or Homeland. You don't want that to happen. Criticism so. is a
0: means of improving the overall quality. So. Yes. Don't get mad, people. If if you really liked it and I liked it, can't Deadland handle less, the truth. Right, the truth is the truth. Yeah. That's just the way it is. And I only do it because I want the show to succeed and I like it. So, yeah. Um, I guess that's a good way to conclude things. That's a that's a huge
1: wrap on our two month discussion on uh on this show.
0: Yeah, couple uh, things I want to say. I feel about um, yeah, uh, yeah. This was. Really fun. I hope we do another like TV show like this. We'll, we'll probably do it for The Mandalorian. I think, we will.
1: I think we'll do more. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, Mando comes out in two weeks. We'll for sure do that because it's coming out in a similar release, one a week. So we'll, yeah, we'll catch up on more shows that come out mm-hmm. like this for so, sure. So
0: um, we're going um, to continue doing do this. Um, I'd like to yeah. thank the audience for 500 plays, which is a nice milestone. Wow. Um, we're almost at actually... That's huge. Like we, we popped it earlier in the week. Um, we're almost at five hundred and fifty already. So
1: that's huge. Um, wow. Yeah. Thanks everybody, uh, from wherever you are, however you're listening, you're paying, paying. Uh, you're bringing your ears to our show. Not paying. You're not paying anything. But um, if you do want to pay us, and you're a potential sponsor, then send us an email. Or if you're us in, us in the Waterloo or uh, Toronto
0: region and you have a small business you'd like to advertise, we have an estimated audience size of 13 yes. and we'd be glad to advertise for you. So
1: absolutely. We have prime placement on our YouTube or our social media or our show. Uh, also, yeah, heads up to that. If um, we, we did get a lot, like people wanting to, to see content on a, a YouTube style, like content. Um, we don't video record our episodes yet. We're maybe soon and, we can figure that out some kind of a format like that uh, but we i have started moving our catalog to youtube I, i've set up a youtube channel uh so if you want to start engaging with the mythic morons through youtube uh just search us up on youtube mythic morons and you'll start to see over the coming weeks uh, our catalog um to be uploaded there small visual element of course um but yeah we're 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 really we're really happy to be doing this and Happy to see people are, you know, watching or listening to us and interacting with us and we would love to have uh, you know, more people grow into the show and, and share with us what are they watching, what are you watching. Um the way, you know, we kind of talk about the show and see the show as like a really communal kind of film club, truly, and um uh just discussing the shows and movies we like. So if you guys are watching anything at home binging anything, streaming anything you know, collecting anything new reading anything, whatever whatever it may be we're nerds to the heart we're core storytelling fanatics and fans of all kinds of stories and movies and all that sort of stuff so share with us what you guys are into and you know, hopefully we can talk about it in this show in an episode um, you can share with, with us that, yeah, at Instagram Jamie.
0: and YouTube Oh yeah. at Mythic Morons um, be sure to Follow us on Instagram and subscribe to us on YouTube, please and thanks. And uh, and drop a rating. Drop that five star. Drop that five star on We'd whatever you are the five star to, whether it be Google Play, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. So
1: Yeah, it really helps us. It'll 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 we need that clout. We need that clout, boys and girls. We need uh people out here to to be like, Yo, we, we want to see a movie podcast and we don't always pop to the front. So if you you know, you hit that five star, we might pop up. Right. And people I might scroll that us. audience
0: That's size cool. to fifteen. Yeah.
1: I think we you know, we're teetering from between like fifteen and fourteen, something like that. We're at thirteen. we're 13 teetering. now Some oh, then we might have dropped a little I've seen a dip below even like ten before, so I don't know how we were at we were at twelve like last week, so guys, we got or, up
0: one, so not a big deal. We'll look not at a that. big deal.
1: A couple of my cousins maybe some of my cousins in India and yours in Hungary are like, Yeah,
0: let's give these guys exactly. a shot. All right. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening, guys. But uh yeah
1: thank you yeah thanks for listening next week we're, we're okay actually i think probably for the rest of the month for or like the next two episodes of october we're gonna be discussing horror films like halloween related movies not like directly halloween related next week we'll do our third sci-fi smackdown no, it's not number three it's number four uh, ain't it? is it number four i fucked up hey eh? it's we number did four. We you're did right. the Tom Cruise no, ones. No, you're right. You're right. We did Blade Runner. Blade Runner We last. did Tom Cruise, Train Hollywood of Thoughts, and turn. then
0: Blade Runner. So yeah, we're going to do our yeah. so you're um, right. Halloween special, crazy, Sci-Fi yeah. Smackdown, because we're doing two yeah. sci-fi horror movies. Um, Life, I forget what year it came out in, um, starring Ryan Reynolds 2017. and Jake Gyllenhaal. Yep. yep. And then 1978, um, Ridley Scott's original Alien. So Ridley Scott making his second appearance on the Sci-Fi Smackdown. Yeah. Yeah. Is it actually the second Blade Runner, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: Of course. Don't know why. I feel like we talked about really Scott a bit, but no, only two. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, stay tuned for the next Sci-Fi Smackdown with a little horror twist in it. Um, excited to talk more on horror films on this show, so that, so that should be fun. But, yeah, we won't keep this going any longer. Let's wrap it up here and see you guys in
0: the next episode. it off. Peace.